ready to be inspired on the Fully Life Podcast this week. We have my friend Ray, and we're going to hear a great story of transformation. So listen up. Hit the music. This is Justin Westmoreland, and you're listening to the Fully Alive Podcast, where we integrate physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual and relational health so that we can become a fully alive community together. Welcome back. It's been a while. We, we, we try to release these every, every week, but I'm Justin Westmoreland. This is sitting next to me, my friend Ray. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Fully Alive. So we are seeking to build a, a community that is fully alive, relationally, health-wise, physically, mentally, and spiritually. We want to share God's love with you and help you to be transformed in all areas of your life and be an influence of change. So we want to get people working out, we want to get them eating better, we want to get people uh, digging into who God is and knowing Him better and, and generally just developing, you know, getting to be better human beings who love people better and love our community better. So we're right here in the middle of Norman, Oklahoma. It's been a crazy week. We've had tornadoes going on, a lot of bad weather happening, and so we're going to try to get this this podcast in the day before we get a tornado warning again. It's just been in, insane this week, right, Ray? Exactly. Unbelievable. So, rain. Yeah, so we, we're, we're getting killed here. So, but no, so I want you to hear uh, my, my friend Ray and his story. We've met, you know, just, just recently, and I've enjoyed getting to know him, and, and I've been inspired by listening to him. Now, we've all got stories. I would, I would actually encourage you to tell your story, know your story. Don't waste the pain in your story, the, the events in your story that are, that are hard because somebody can identify with it. And somebody's been there, somebody's gonna be there, and so that's why we wanna talk about how we, how we get from point A to point B. How do, we, how do we start here, fall, and then rebound? I love stories of rebound. I love to help people who are, who are uh, you know, in bad health get to good health. You know, I love, that's one of the things I love to do. And I love to see people who, who, don't, um, who don't like the church, who've been burned by the church, to, to really give Jesus a second chance. And to see, hey, there, there's something more there. There's something to Christ that, that, I, that I've never considered before. And it will change your life. So here we go. So, so Ray, tell me where you're coming from. We're both in Norman, we both live in Norman, Oklahoma. Yes. Um, what, walk me through kind of your story from day one. Yeah, and, and, and you don't have to go into all the details, but tell us kind of where, why you're on this podcast. Well, there, there was a big transformation. Gotcha. And just kind of some background about me. I'm, I'm 51 and uh, raised Catholic. Mm. Just pretty much never really cared to do anything yeah. with the church. Never paid attention. It was always a hassle. It was always like the worst thing that I could ever possibly do yeah. would go to church. So your heart was not in it. Right. At all. Okay, but you had the family that was into it, kind of. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, they were. They were. They were into it. Uh-huh. Uh, we used to have jokes about me saying that it would. I couldn't sit there because it would burn. You couldn't what? I couldn't sit in church because it would burn. Oh, you were the guy who would just yeah. bring down fire from heaven. Okay. Yeah. yeah you're the heathen. It was okay. uncomfortable to sit. Yeah. In uh-huh. Church. Yeah. And it made you uncomfortable. You know, yes. like and so. But this uh, just a quick lesson, like. Parents, you can't make your kids, like, you can't change their hearts externally, right? You right. mean, like, you can't do, you got to deal with the heart. And so just putting them in a situation is not going to do it necessarily. You know, you got to deal with, the, it's got to deal with the heart. And so 
doing doesn't change us necessarily, but God changes us in our heart, and that's when we, that we do because of who we are. In terms of born again. Yeah. A lot of it was just basically my parents saying, "You're going to go." Uh-huh. We went to church. We didn't talk about it afterwards. Yeah. We didn't do anything else with it. That was it. Yeah. It was. It was, it was no reason why or uh-huh. anything like that. It was just you're going to do this. That's it. So you kind of privatize religion. Okay, like yes. it's like you guys are going to handle this, and we're never going to actually discuss it at home. Right. Okay. 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 That's that's another thing that that. We, okay. Another lesson here. Like, so if you're going to get like participate in a religious community, like it has to be something you're participating in, not just right. the kids doing it uh, at, on an hour a week, but the other 167 hours a week have to be impacted somewhat by that by that by that hour. You know. So okay. So yeah, think it through. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry so, about. You. That, that's okay. So, you know, it was it was so bad that during my first communion, uh-huh. passing all the confirmation stuff, I cried until I passed. Oh. Because the nuns, I just didn't care for them either. But no. <laughs> anything religious, spiritual, anything, I shunned it. But, but, the, but the, 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 um, as far as I understand, the reality of the church in that situation was once you get to first communion, you're sort of a made man. I mean, you, you're, you're, you're in. You're, and you have access to all the sacraments in the system there. Yes. Um, that you're, 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 you could, you would consider yourself saved. Yes. Right. Okay. That's the, but it's all about hey, these people are judging you and uh, and approving you, right? For this, okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So, so it was just basically that I just did whatever I could to not go to mm-hmm. church. I mm-hmm. went late. I, I got everybody to go late because it was just less Painful. time, less time to yeah. be there. Painful. Yeah, I'm bored. I was bored. I would. I was in trouble and everything else. Well, you know, I did that through all up to I turned 50, mm-hmm. and just avoided it, and went to church with my wife for a short period of time, and it was the same way. It was mm-hmm. just like, oh, come on, I have yeah. other things to do. No, no interest. So, just kind of just not wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. So basically, I. It was just life just came like that. It was like, it was my way. It was going to be, I was going to have control and this is how it was going to be. I had an anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had the hopelessness and the being lost, no direction and everything else. So that was the basis of me. So the thing that all that happened in the transformation was that the incident was that is. My wife lives in Charleston. Mm-hmm. We were moving down there. She moved six months before. Yeah. Because I needed to be vested here at OU. Yeah. And uh, I had six months left, and it was like, well, why not? Yeah, just stay and get that done. Right. Yeah. So during that time, we would still talk and everything else, but prior to before she left, we were constantly arguing. Right. We didn't spend a lot of time with each other. When she moved up there, we started changing. Started getting a little, talking a whole lot more, doing a whole lot more stuff on the phone, just kind of that. Um, one day she flew down yeah. um, from Charleston and just said, um, we met at the house and, and said she wanted a divorce, which I was just like, wow, you know, what, what, what is, what's this all about? Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, she didn't want she couldn't handle the way that we were. That she had enough of it, the arguing, the angriness, the anger for me. Mm-hmm. And it was just anger, it wasn't like kidding or anything, but it was just, you would say one thing I didn't like, boom, instant anger. Explode at her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
it, or whoever. Yeah, anybody. Yeah. And you said you mentioned work. your work. Was I did it at work. Nightmare. I did it to my family. Yeah. My, at this time, my parents and my siblings and all that, we had no relationship. Wow. I had completely pushed them away. So she comes down, tells me that, and so, and then leaves. Right. And I'm just completely just bewildered and have no idea what's going on. Um, let's go back a, a, a prior to when she first left uh -huh. to, to move to Charleston is that at that time, in hindsight now, I noticed that there were three people that were put into my life. Yeah. Um, a really good friend named Jeff that at the time we had nothing in common. Um, there was another guy named Steve that I met at the gym, and another guy named Mark, right. who I, I met through another friend, and and there's another guy named Kevin who I had known for over 15 years. Right. And th those four have all played an, a really good role in this whole thing in transforming to where I am. Well, let's go back to to the divorce thing, where she comes down. I'm completely devastated. Yeah. I don't know what to Heavy. do. So I called Jeff. Yeah. Because at this time we're now we're really good friends. Um, he asked me to come down and uh, to hang out with him, and I said no. Uh, he said he was going to either come and get me or yeah. I needed a drive. Right. So he lives an hour. He lives in Marlowe, Oklahoma, and that's an hour's drive. Uh, so I go down there, and on the way down, I realize that I need something hit me and said I need to go to church. So. Mm -hmm. At that time, it had been way over 10 years since yeah. the last time I stepped into a church. And that, that's, that's just unbelievable because you hated church. Like, yeah. I mean, it was just the worst experience ever. And that's exactly why you weren't there. I mean, like 10 years you hadn't been, you know. Yeah. So, but then you way got this, okay, I, I got it. I got to get to church now. So, yeah. so you get this desire. So I hang out with Jeff the whole day, come home. The next morning, I, I get up early to go to the gym. Yeah. And on the way over there, I start crying. Mm -hmm. Often I cry before leg day. Just, just <laughs> kidding. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. This, this wasn't leg well, day. Well, okay. It yeah, was back different, day. different reason. It was I understand. Day. understand. Um, so I'm crying, and, and something tells me that I need to talk to Steve, who mm -hmm. goes to the same gym as I do. Sure. Steve and I just were gym associates. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, how are you doing? All this other stuff. I just knew that he was a box salesman and he was Episcopal. Okay. Yeah, you got some basic info. That was it. Yeah. Other than that, you know, right. after the gym, he went his way, I went my way. Yeah. So I get to the gym and he's there. Uh-huh. So we do our usual thing. Hey, how you doing? That's it. I go and do my thing and then he does his thing and then when I finish, he's gone. He's out of there. Yeah. Selling boxes, being a pistol, doing right. his thing. <laughs> We're living life. Yeah. So didn't think much about yeah. it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that was kind of weird. I guess that was it. Right. That was, was all supposed to do. At this time, I'm kind of just sensing something, mm -hmm. you know. And then, so I go to church. And the weirdest thing is that, like I mentioned earlier, I've always been the one that's been late. I uh -huh. made everybody late. This time, I go 15 minutes early. Yeah, yeah, awesome. I love the visitors always show up early. <laughs> That's great. But you, you were there early, 15 minutes early, you said. Right. What happened? So I go in there and I sit down. And then um, 
McFarland's is a huge church. Yeah, it's a big church. So a big yeah. church. Beautiful so, building. Right. Right. So it's just kind of weird that I go into the middle of it, down the middle area, uh-huh. and then I feel this, somebody touch my shoulder, and I turn around and it's Steve. It's your guy. Yeah. The Episcopal guy. Yeah, the Episcopal. What's he doing there? Yeah, so it's just kind of weird, and so I look at him, and he's like, come and join me. So I go and join him, and we sit down, and he goes, tell me what's going on. So he knew. At that time, I tell him everything, and I'm. We knew something was up. Yeah, but you you let him know. Right. And when I finished, he looked at me and he said, "We'll get through this." Right. So his friendship, huge. Right. And just just reaching out to you, saying, "Hey, I'm going to help. I want to help." That is big time. Yeah. Lesson, kids. (laughs) If you feel like the the need to 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 say something, to ask how someone's doing, tell. Let me help. Like, do it. This is a huge transforming part of your story. Right. This this is the big turning point. Yeah. But everything. So I sit through the service and I listen to pa- Pastor Linda. Uh-huh. And at that time, I get another thing that tells me that I need to talk to her. Uh-huh. So you talk to Linda. Right. I had to, I sent her an email the next day and said, I'm supposed to talk to you. You're supposed to get me to the next day. And she followed up with you and you got together? Right. Lesson to pastors, please respond to emails. Okay. <laughs> I need to hear that. Okay, yes, okay. You so, never know what's behind that email. You never know what's happening. So at that time, yeah. Steve and I are talking daily. Yeah. And just kind of touching base. Just he wants to know where I'm at and everything else, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, 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 then I plan to go to Charleston, and this is all within a two-week period. Uh-huh. So the day before I fly out, Steve comes up and gives me a Bible. Awesome. And never had one. Okay, wait, wait, okay. You grew up in America, Oklahoma, never had a Bible. Grew up in West Texas. Oh, okay, West Okay, even better. Yeah. Full <laughs> of the land of the Catholics. So. Yeah, right. But but there's tumbleweeds everywhere. But people have people know the Bible. I mean, right. like there's churches there. Okay, so so so. But you, you never read the Bible. Never touched one. Never. Never put your fingers on one. Right. Okay. We had one at home, but we weren't allowed to touch it. Yeah, family Bible. No one messes with that. Right. It was okay. In the perfect. It looked great, we're it looked great in the living room, and <laughs> it was one of those that cost maybe two hundred bucks, and yeah. they were just like, "Don't touch it." That's right. It's so. pre- oh man, that's like the that, that's the whole reason you don't get a Bible. You you get a Bible so it can look like this puppy right here. Exactly. That thing is jacked up. Okay, so you want it's a nice expensive Bible, but you use it right. It's meant to be used. Right. Okay. So he he hands me the Bible and he says, "Begin with Mark." Okay. Good. Hey, good good practice by the way. Start with one of the Gospels. Mark's a great one. Yes. Good idea. So, so when I fly, uh-huh. I, I, when I go to, I had been to, this had been like my fifth time going to Charleston. Okay. Within, a, you know, half, over six months, three quarters right. of a year. And so usually I go through Dallas or Chicago. Okay. All the flights that I looked at had to go through Denver. Okay. Which, which made it an hour and a half longer. Yeah, it's just backwards. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, so I start reading. Uh, at, in the airport in, in Oklahoma City, when I land in Charleston, I finish. And it was kind of weird because it was kind of a timing thing. Sure. It was like right when she said, we're about prepared yeah. to land. Put your stuff I'm away. Like, yeah, uh-huh. You I finished reading Mark. Ah. And everything. And uh-huh. so I just kind of, the, the, the thing that I got from Mark was this, yeah. don't be afraid. Yeah. Just believe. Just believe. Like that. And, why, why do you, I mean, like, why would you, I mean, like, is it Jesus' I mean, person, work, was it, what was it about Jesus that you're like, okay, I can, 
I can follow him. You know, I can just, I don't have to worry. I can believe in him. What, was there something that stood out to you? In it? No, it just, I, the all this was brand new. So yeah, I the whole thing. You know, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, you didn't, you never read it. It was just, all I know was that I was not to be afraid and uh -huh. trust it. Right. And trust whatever this is. It wasn't, it, it wasn't just show up at church and be a good kid and, and like everything will work. It was like, just trust God through this. Jesus is with you. Right. I mean, like, there, there's a, there's a whole difference when you actually encounter Christ. In the, in, like the, the Bible's different, and I like tell people this all the time. Like, how's the Bible different than your book? Well, it's the only book where we meet God. You know, it's like you know, a book of Abraham, a, a biography of Abraham Lincoln's great. You know, and you learn something, right. but but you don't meet God in that book. You know, this is where you, God interacts and speaks to His people. Well, my whole thought about God and Jesus at the uh -huh. time yeah. was that basically God was the head honcho. Uh huh. Jesus is assistant. You just kind of—he's like the secretary. The, oh, okay. The assistant secretary. Okay. You just. If he needs a paperwork sign, yeah. you get to get it to That was my whole yeah. thought. Gotcha. And it, so, blew your mind. Who, who to believe, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. But blew I knew you. that I needed to mm -hmm. to believe in what was I was reading mm -hmm. and everything. So, from that point forward, it was like I had to have an open mind. Mm -hmm. And since then, I have been on this incredible journey. Yeah that has completely changed everything, has affected everything in my life. Yeah. And sometimes it's just hard for me to believe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, it's, it's what, what, what life. And the people that it's brought me to, and the people that had me help and everything else, it's just, it's, there's just words not for it. Right. And it's just, Within the first month, I didn't realize anything. Sure. I started reading the Bible daily. After I read Mark, I read Job. Uh-huh. And just kind of was like, okay, this is, this is weird. It's a tough slide. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Then I started doing the Psalms and the Proverbs together. Right. And started doing that. And then I started journaling. And then my thoughts started changing. And things just started, life just started looking. I cried a lot, yeah. but that was expected sure, sure. <laughs> for the situation. Yeah. But it was just, it wasn't a lot to do with the marriage. Mm -hmm. It was stuff that I discovered about myself. Yeah, with the anger stuff and all, yeah, mm -hmm. uh-huh. So, at this time I'm meeting with Steve once a week. Okay. We, me and him start, uh, he wants to mentor me. Yeah. So he's like, we meet every Tuesday, so we're starting to do, we, we start reading stuff and then we start talking about it. Yeah. And so I'm reading more and more and everything else. Jeff is just very supportive. Right. And so he starts reading, uh, reading with me. He buys me a study Bible. Good. Kind of start looking at stuff. Yeah. Um, and then Mark is Pentecostal. Oh yeah, so he knows. So it's a little different background, right? And he can yeah. quote it. He, he knows can, the Bible. He's been studying. Yeah, he's yeah. been studying for years. Okay. And it was just kind of interesting how these three were in mm -hmm. that thing. Mm -hmm. So I had all this support all of a sudden. Yeah. With everything going on, and then Kevin mm -hmm. came in, and he, me and Kevin never talked about religion. And like I said, I've known him for over 15 years. Right. And, and he 
out of all of those knew more about it about the Bible than anybody else. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Secret, uh, secret Bible guy. Yeah, yeah. And so it was basically he said, "I never talked about it with you because I knew how you were. Uh huh. I knew that you would shun me. It wasn't the time. Right. Yeah, the time was right. So, huh. so these four people, okay, came out and they helped me through this whole point. Right. In studying, and it comes to find out is that Steve is Mr. Wisdom. Uh huh. Uh, Jeff is Mr. Honesty. Right. Uh, Mark is Mr. Compassion. Uh huh. And Kevin is, uh, is Wisdom Honesty. Truthfulness. Yeah, truthfulness. Yeah. Um, knowledge patience. guy? Yeah, okay, 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 gotcha. He's, yeah. A, he's, he's a patient. But they all bring a different thing to the table yeah, that, that's helped you. Right. You know, and, and that's, that's big, you know, right? Because we talk about relational. Health on the on the podcast in the church, and it's like, you know, we have gifts, you know, not just for ourselves, but to deploy for the sake of God's kingdom, you know, and that's that's I mean, uh, we have I mean, God's made us wonderfully. I mean, and you have some. I bet those four guys are on a podcast right now talking about you, and they have a name <laughs> for you, Mister So and So, you know, because you bring something to them, you know, that they don't that they lack, it, you know, because we're not all we all have something we're lacking, you know, because I mean that's part of who we are, you know, we're made to be in community. Then we have the fall in play too, because we, you know, with, with sin entering the world and, and the rebellion of Adam and Eve, uh, there's broken pieces of us. You know, we're not functioning optimally. We have, you know, something about us that we're missing. You know, whether it's character or just you know limitations in our life. You know, and rebellion against God, we got something missing. You know, and so we need people to help us along. You know, and we're not going to be strong at everything. Everyone else is going to have strengths and weaknesses. You know, right. different personalities even. So, so, we, so thinking through how we fit. You know, some of it's going to be more task oriented. Some of it's going to be more relationship oriented. Some of it's going to be slower moving. Some will be fast moving. Right. You know, so we, we, it, God's bringing together this big group, a you know, big church, a kingdom, to accomplish His purposes. You know, and all the all these things. I mean, like they're providentially, they're all coming together just the right time. And right. so, and it's and God in His mercy has gotten you in the best shape of your life, I would argue. You know, spiritually, physically, relationally, mentally. You know, it's all there. You know, the pieces are coming together. Now, that doesn't mean you have had, you know, uh, no obstacles, right? Okay. No, there's so, been, yeah. been tons of obstacles. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so when you, come, on, so. When, when you come to Christ, that all, it isn't just rainbow and unicorns and all the things, just all the bad stuff goes away. That's right, it's not it, right? Well, the thing was that that went away, mm-hmm. was that, like I mentioned, the anger. Okay. Yeah, there there's was always a, there's that anxiety, and it was always me trying to have to take control. Mm-hmm. And and the thing that happened was that all of it went away. Yeah. You and know, the heart was different. Yeah. Your heart. The way I looked at things, the way I dealt with things. Okay. And it was like you know, prior to all of this, I also hardly had any energy. Yeah. You know, I had gone to the doctor, got uh, all the chest tests, uh-huh. you know, tests on. Why my energy level yeah, is so, right. so low? You You're know, in a bad place. Yeah, I was working twelve-hour days. And, uh-huh. You know, I only get four hours of sleep anyway. But no rest. Yeah, that's all I need. Yeah. But <laughs> so the thing was is that during this time, and and when I say this time was at about a two to three month period, when everything was changing, it was like the anger just disappeared. Mm-hmm. The anxiety just disappeared. I was still getting four hours of sleep, but I had tons more energy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We had a new Lord of your life. Yeah. You know, like if you're, if you're serving these these lords of your life that are taking your life away, there's going to be some anger, some bitterness, some you know, some angst. 
And the, and the weirdest thing is that I would I would work twelve hour days. Yeah. You know, I would get four hours of sleep. Yeah. And I would come home and I would read to three or four hours. Ah. Uh, oh, so there you go. So you had this energy to explore the gospel. Explore Christ. All right. Stay tuned for part two of Ray's story of transformation.